Are you weary and heartbroken? Do you need healing and deliverance? Welcome to the program, Jesus Can, with your host, Dr. Bongi. Our mission is to help you step-by-step live a victorious life in Christ. Enjoy today's program. We are reading from the book of Exodus chapter 12, verse 21 to 23. Then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go at once and select the animals for your families and slaughter the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop, dip it into the blood in the basin and put some of the blood on the top and on both sides of the door frames. None of you shall go out of the door of your house until morning. When the Lord goes through the land to strike down the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top and sides of the door frames and will pass over that doorway and he will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses and strike you down. Heavenly Father, your word is life, your word is you. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you even for the reading of this word. We thank you that, Father God, interpretation comes from you. We give you praise, we give you honor. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that, Heavenly Father, we are touching each and everyone who's listening by your mighty power in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, we are talking about being exempted. You are exempted. When you believe in Christ, I want to tell you that you are exempted. You will ask and say, you are exempted from what? I tell you that you are exempted from judgment. Let us just go through the passage that we have read. Here it's a story of the Passover. It's a story of the plagues, the last plague where now the firstborns were supposed to die. So now we read here with Moses, like God is instructing Moses to tell the Israelites that they should look for a lamb. The father of the house, the elder of the house should look for the lamb so that he he may slaughter the lamb and also put the blood on the basin and then take a hyssop. A hyssop is a shrub, a type of a mint a plant. So now they will take that a branch and now dip the branch on the basin where there is blood and now also apply the blood on the door frames, on the sides and also on top. So now Moses had to tell the Israelites that the Israelites will have to be indoors after they have applied that blood they will have to be indoors because now the lord will be the one like who makes sure that the destroyer doesn't kill whenever he sees the blood on the doorpost he will pass over but when he doesn't see the blood then the firstborn will die so now the israelites the judgment will only be on them if they don't obey, if they don't listen to the instructions of taking a hyssop and 
dipped it on the basin of blood from the lamb that has been chosen and then put it on the door frames and not only end there but they should be indoors they should be inside the house so in other words it wouldn't help you to put that blood and still be outside it wouldn't help you to have the blood on the basin only it wouldn't help you so that would only be just the slaughtering of the lamb but the lamb will have the effect when the blood of the lamb is put on the frame and also you obey by being inside the house that's why in first peter verse 1 chapter 1 verse 2 peter now here when he gives an introduction on this last passage of verse 2 he says that's why we must stick to obedience of the sprinkling of the blood so now meant like talked about being obedient that after the blood has been sprinkled on the door frame there should be also that obedience the obedience of knowing that you have to be inside you have to be indoors because otherwise it won't help you the blood in the basin alone doesn't help you the blood on the door post alone it doesn't help you you also need to be inward so now if we look in the beginning adam and eve they sinned and now they fell short of the glory and now they were in shame because they saw their nakedness so they covered with the fig leaves but that couldn't help and then god made a plan for them that they should have a skin so on that skin like you will agree with me that a lamb or an animal had to be slaughtered so let's say a lamb was slaughtered then for adam to cover himself also for eve to cover himself but now with the passover we can see that a family now it was taking a little like more people because now a family would benefit on one lamb firstly adam and eve benefited on each lamb each one having the lamb so that they can have the covering now with the passover the family needed a lamb to have the covering with the day of atonement because later on now there was a day of atonement the day of purification the day where like a, a lamb is being slaughtered for the israelites for the purification of their sins so now we see that now the bunch of people now increases now it's a lamb for a nation so it's firstly the lamb for each and every person then pass over a lamb for a family then atonement the lamb for the nations but now listen with jesus when jesus came john the baptist in john chapter 1 verse 36 he says behold the lamb that taketh the sins of the world so now the whole world so if it's the world it doesn't matter where are you watching me from but now the sins if you believe now you are being exempted as i've said my topic today is you are exempted so now the sin has been taken now you are justified so now we will say the password 
is the lamp. I believe now the question will be every time that where is the lamp? Where is the mark of the blood to show that you belong? Because the Bible tells us that we are being marked. So we are being marked by the blood of Jesus. We are being marked by the Holy Spirit to show that we belong. So wherever we go, whether we are in the workplace or whether we are in the shopping center, we are in a mall, just know that you have been exempted because you are marked, being marked by the blood of Jesus. So now if we remember Isaac, when Isaac was to be sacrificed, he asked for the lamb to say, I see everything is here, but where is the lamb of the sacrifice? So for you to be exempted, for me to be exempted, there should be a lamb. That's why Jesus became the lamb that took the sins of the whole world. I remember the story of evangelist Renard Bonke when he narrates that he met uh, with an atheist and the atheist, they were called actually into a television interview and now the atheist was debating on the power of the blood of Jesus, that the blood of Jesus was shed 2,000 years ago and it, there is no power there because at first there was evil, but now evil is even like worse. So where is the power of Jesus? And now evangelist Renard Bonke answered and told the atheist that, remember, also soap is all over. And even like there are people who are working like on like a soap where they manufacture soap, but unless they apply the soap, unless they take the soap and bath with the soap, they will remain dirty. So now he explained that with the blood, also the blood has to be applied. That's why I said the blood in the basin doesn't help. Also, even if it's applied just on the doorpost, but people not being inside, there is without obedience. So also that wouldn't work. So now we should understand that the key is the lamp and also being within the house. When we evangelize to people, usually we like quoting Romans 10 verse 9, which says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from dead, you will be saved. So basically, we are just telling the people that like for them to be saved, there are two requirements is that you believe. So in the heart, you should believe. Secondly, you should declare or confess. So in the mouth, you confess. So you believe with your heart, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. When we say Jesus is Lord, Lord means master. So now in other words, you are confessing that Jesus is your master. Jesus is ruling and reigning in your life. So you have to confess confess it, not just believe it. Yes, I know that as Christians we are called believers, but we shouldn't stop just at believing, but we should also conquer by the word of our testimony by confessing that Jesus is Lord. We should confess 
to say he is Lord, he is the King of Kings, he is the great I am, he is the I am that I am, he is the King of Zion, the King of Israel, he's the Lord of Lord, he's the Lord of hosts, he's the Lord who is soon coming King. So by declaring with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and also believing in our heart, we are being saved. And now we are being justified. When God now looks at us, now doesn't see the sin anymore. Doesn't see a sinner anymore. Because justified means just as if you haven't sinned. So we have been justified. In the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, the Bible says he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. So because of the richness in this kindness and he, in his grace, now he purchased us. Remember, we belong to him like before the foundations of earth. He knew us. So now, but now with Adam who like threw away like or lost the glory, like now we needed Again, remission. Like we needed the remission of sins and needed the blood again so that we can be purchased again. So the blood of Jesus, which was pure, had to do the job, had to purchase us, had to buy us. So, but remember, we belong to God in any way. Where we have been created by Him, but we had to. To be bought again. So this reminds me of the well-known story of a boat that there was a man who knew how to build a boat and build a very nice boat, boat like being artistic on it, decorating it accordingly and vanishing it nicely. And now he was using this boat. But uh, one day he anchored this uh, boat and went someone. Unfortunately, some thieves came and were able like to remove the anchor and now they took the boat. And they took the boat to a pawn shop and like sell that they sold that uh, boat to the owner of the pawn shop. And the owner of the pawn shop was so happy to see such a good artistic work and he knew that that boat even the following day will be bought because it was so attractive to look so now as the boat was with the pawn shop owner and the pawn shop owner decided to display with it and put it outside the market and now the owner the real owner now of the boat the one who created the boat the one who lost the boat was passing by and saw that boat and said even like things they say things may look alike that one is my boat i have created that boat with my own hands i have vanished that i have like do anything like I've decorated that boat. That boat belongs to me. And the owner, the creator of the boat 
went inside the pawn shop and asked the owner of the pawn shop to say, this is my boat. Where did you get this boat? And the owner of the shop said, unfortunately, I bought it from someone else. And if you need this boat, you will have to buy again because now it belongs to me. And now this creator, knowing how much work he has put on this boat, knowing how he created this boat, knowing how he decorated and finished and vanished also this boat. This boat was shiny because of the artistic work of his hands. He said, I will rather go home and get some more money so that I can be able to buy again this boat. And indeed, he did that and came with the money to say, even if I can lose this money, but only if I can buy this boat again. This creator, he could have created other boats, remember, but because he cherished this boat that he has created, he said, I'm going to buy it again. That's what is happening. That's what has happened with us at the cross. We were created by God, fearfully and wonderfully made, but we lost that glory through Adam. But thank God to the second Adam or the last Adam, who is Jesus, because now we were being bought again. God, like, sacrificed the only begotten son so that me and you can be bought again because now he was thinking how he loved us, how he created us, how he, like, took his time, like, fearfully and wonderfully knitting us. So he said, I have to buy them again. If it takes me to take an extra money at home to buy these people again, I will do it. So that's why he gave his begotten son that he loved so much, but to buy us so that we can also be reconciled with him. Then he decided that they should be exempted. I exempted I exempt them. I exempt them by the blood, the precious blood of Jesus so that they can be able to be conquerors. So now we are being exempted. And when we are being exempted, it's important for us to know what are we exempted from? Because we can be exempted, not know what, like now, what do we have? What is the, like the veil of what God has done for us? What the blood of Jesus did for us at the cross? Firstly, he took our unrighteousness. So our sins have been taken away. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteous of God. So we are the righteous today 
because Jesus became a sin. Not a sinner, but a sin. So any sin that you might think of now, murder, adultery, fornication, lies, gossip, slandering, anything that you can think of as sin, Jesus became that at the cross so that me and you can be exempted. So now we are exempted from unrighteousness because of his blood. Secondly, he took our ill health. He took our diseases. You know, disease like this is. So like instead of us being at ease, there's this is. So like whatever makes your soul to be at this is to be diseased. That's why I've mentioned that he took over our ill health because now diseases come in different forms and shapes. But you should know that whatever shape, whatever form it takes, it has been taken away. Isaiah 53 verse 5 to 6. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his stripes we are healed. Glory be to God. But I love it more in the New Testament. In the New Testament, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Now the Bible tells us that by Jesus' stripes we were healed. Old Testament, Isaiah says we are healed. But now Peter says no. Isaiah you came before, but now Jesus has taken all the ill health. Jesus has taken all the diseases, all like the strengths of the diseases have been taken with all the stripes. So now we were healed. It's a done deal. It has already happened. We were healed. As you are seated there, you were healed. Anything that make you to be at this ease, just know that it has been catered for because it fears the blood of Jesus. It fears the stripes because remember in the stripes there, were, there was blood. So that blood speak at volumes. That blood speak at like healing those stripes, like they, as they were striking, there was blood that was coming out. So I want to tell you today that any disease like bows at the name of Jesus, because that disease has a name, but there is a name that is above all names. So that name, like, is the name of Jesus Christ. So the disease, any name of the disease bows to Jesus, and also it fears the blood of Jesus. Can Cancer fear the blood of Jesus. AIDS fear the blood of Jesus. Hypertension fears the blood of Jesus. Diabetes fears the blood of Jesus. Depression fears the blood of Jesus. Fear any disease that you can think of. Anxiety, all the diseases that you can think of. They fear the blood of Jesus. Thirdly, he took our wretchedness. As the singer says, amazing grace, how sweet the song that saved a wretch like me. So that wretchedness has been taken away because like now in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9, he says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that 
Though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that through his poverty you might become rich. So now Jesus, who was rich, was seated on the throne, having like the crown, like of glory, having the train of a rope that fills the temple. But he had to take that rope, like, and put it down. Put the crown down and remember that there are people that I need to save. Now God sent him, came, he came as a little boy, as a little baby in a manger. Was not like a being born in a deluxe like labor room, not even like a, in, in a highly esteemed maybe a labor room but in a measure so that me and you can enjoy the splendor. He left the splendor so that me and you can enjoy the splendor. Number four, he took our curses. I, firstly, I said he took our unrighteousness, took our ill health, took our wretchedness. Now he took our curses. Galatians 3 verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. So that's why the Bible tells us that curse is anyone who's hung on a tree. And Jesus was hung on a tree because the cross was made out of wood, which is from the tree. So he became a curse so that we can be curse free. So now we are curse free. No curse is above the blood of Jesus. So any curse bow, it doesn't matter what type of curse or whether it's a generational curse or it's a witchcraft curse or it's, demo, it's demonic bondages or ancestral bondages or what Ever it is whatever type of a case that you can think of, it bows under the blood of Jesus. They overcame by the blood of Jesus and the word of their testimony. So cases they bow. Witchcraft, it bows. I remember when I was still young, my father was pastoring uh, in another uh, town when we reached there. They just told us that in this place, you should know that this place is known for witchcraft. So as like uh, we're staying there, uh, like I remember it was school holidays and now I was at home. And as I was at home, like my dad bought me uh, some boots, like uh, knee length boots, of a good quality, like it was a good quality leather and I liked them and I was wearing them around because that place is very cold like that. And then one day as I was going to sleep, I put those boots aside and then I slept. In the morning, I hope like a, to wear my boots. So I took a bath and then now I was looking for my boots. I couldn't find my boots. And now as I was looking, I found one boot and I knew very well that my boots were in the room. Although I gave it a benefit of doubt, I look around the room, I 
couldn't find anything until I said, okay, let me just wear something else. I wore something else. And then I went to the kitchen. As I went to the kitchen, I found the boot. The boot was in the kitchen next to the cupboard and the boot was filled with dirty water. Filled like a, to the brim with dirty water. And now I didn't know what to do. I waited for my mom to come to the kitchen. When my mom came to the kitchen, I narrated the story to her. And my mom was a woman of faith. And my mom just took that boot and poured the dirty water out and just cleaned the boot. And as the boot was still wet like that, said to me, Put on the, the boot. I was scared and say, what if my leg now turns like to be a wooden or maybe turns pitch black or maybe it becomes swollen like I was just having all my doubts. My mom said, you put the boot. I put the boot on as wet as it was. And then now my mom was commanding and said, spirit of witchcraft. The blood of Jesus is above you. We overcame you with the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You are defeated. And then after that, he said, okay, you can take out the boot. And then we allowed the boot to dry. And then after that, he said, you can continue now wearing this boot as you wish. And I continued wearing the boot and nothing happened to me. I waited for my leg to be black or to be wooden or to be painful. Nothing. Even today, my leg is still healthy. Glory be to God. Fifthly, like we have been exempted from being despised and also of suffering low self-esteem. Isaiah 53 verse 3. And now, because of time, I will just uh, go quickly. And also, like we have been also like exempted from death. The Bible tells us in Hebrew 2 verse 9 that he suffered death so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. So now he tasted death so that ourselves, we may live forever. Just imagine dying at the age of 33. I wouldn't want to die at the age of 33. If I may tell you at the age of 33 myself, I was not married at the age of 33. I didn't have any kids. So Definitely, I wouldn't have loved to die at the age of 33. Not that I would also want to die now. But what I'm trying to say is that, like, Jesus had to taste that for us so that we may live and have eternal life. So this is the word that the Lord has put in my heart. That just believe and know that you have been accepted in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Jesus Can with Dr. Bongi. We hope you've enjoyed the program. Please tune in again, same time, same place. Always remember that if Jesus can, you can. Shalom. Shalom.